Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Jan. Let's talk about team resilience. Great topic. We have just conducted a two-day leadership workshop, and this topic came up quite consistently. And people are starting to see the effects of overwork in their high performers and even actually shifting the way in which their personality is coming through at work. So people who are optimistic are now becoming quite pessimistic. And one of the phrases that one of the teams said is, yeah, we're racing to average. You know, they want to go on autopilot because things are just changing so quickly. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, there's a great cost to workplace stress. There was a recent study by Medibank and they said that the uh, workplace stress is costing the Australian economy over $14 billion a year. Stress-related presenteeism and absenteeism are directly costing Australian employers $10 billion a year. And the average um, worker, 3.2 days are lost through workplace stress. Mm. So it's an issue. Yeah, and I think it's one that uh, leaders need to take uh, more time and invest their focus into because this is really going to shift the level of effectiveness a team has. So we have developed a team resilience assessment and it's on our people leaders website under resources and this is a tool that you can use with your team when you're about to go through a big change program or some um, shifts and it, or if we, you're yeah if you're starting to notice there are signs of stress creeping in yeah because it's perfect it, because there's a lot yeah. of work factors you know yeah. work factors such as the environment whether or not there's a you know, a lot of change going on, uh, whether or not people feel that they have lack of autonomy because they're being, you know, pushed down through the, the senior leadership team, yeah, all during, the things that they need yeah, to do. Yeah, times of um, uh, high turnover, if you've got poor relationships with your supervisors, there are a few key areas that will indicate to you whether or not there is stress in the workplace. Is it relationships, workplace practices? Are there organisational practices that are impacting your team? physical environment, and then the actual work factors. And the thing about a leader is that you can control, to a large extent, some of those elements. Yeah, and also perception. Yeah. So you might be going through a big change program, and if you're the type of leader who has this positive expectancy, is... Uh, engaging people, communicating effectively, it can actually shift the mindset and establish a good positive culture in that team. So let's have a look at the elements of a resilient team. Number one, uh, are they persistent under difficult circumstances? And what we mean by persistent, are they able to work through it, not push through it, but are they able to work through in a positive way, I suppose, some of these difficult circumstances? Because difficult circumstances will always arise if you're in an organisation. So one example, last week we were running a business simulation and we had about 16 teams who were meeting up virtually, running the business simulation, executing the decisions, 
conducting a business challenge and then forwarding it to us. And some of the teams are having challenges with the actual technology, but they persisted. They rang up, they connected, they worked through the problem, and then other teams just didn't submit at all. And then we would get an email saying, my team didn't contact me, so I will be removing myself from this simulation. So again, it just... And there could have been other circumstances to that, but there you can start to see patterns of behaviour of this happens a lot to people. So whether or not they were just overworked or whether or not this is an indicator of lack of resilience. Another factor is that they're optimistic with a forward-looking perspective. And optimism is a personality tendency however it can be learnt with a bit of focus and you know genuine willingness to do that we can see whether or not someone is optimistic by the type of words that they use their body language and also their topics of conversation so when an organization does hit a road bump does the team come together and say right we've got a bit of an issue what are we going to do about it so it's you know really outcome focused solution focused with that optimistic uh, view and so that's another indicator as to whether a team is resilient or not and the reason that we're going through characteristics of a resilient team is that so that you can reflect as a manager and look at so is my team optimistic with a forward-looking perspective and then you can reframe that and say well am I optimistic with a forward-looking perspective because I as a manager I am really going to set the tone and the culture within my team and you're going to get some unconscious bias by that so a lot of people would say yes I am optimistic so what are the data points what is the physical yeah that's right (laughs) how do you know that and is that true okay the next characteristics of a resilient team is that they positively adapt to changing situation and not only do they positively adapt that they're responding to these setbacks in an effective way so they're looking okay we've got a setback what do we need to do to change it so for example they might might be waiting for the senior leaders to cascade their objectives down and they've only got a month in order to complete their PDRs or the performance development reviews and so they feel stuck. So is this a team that starts to have those conversations, starts to I suppose initiate those development plans as far as far as what are the things that I would assume that I could actually put in? What could I actually start to do to uh, I suppose progress? what I have no real control over in the end, but at least I'm moving forward. I'm not getting frustrated by it. Yeah, not sitting on their hands. So the next characteristic is that the team members tend to have a high level of self-awareness. And there's not only a a high level of self-awareness about themselves and the impact that they have and their triggers and how they respond, but it's also looking out for one another. Do we have a good view of whether or not we're noticing stress in other people within Mm. our team because if you are then that's a great indicator it's like yeah tick this one and how do you do that just noticing and as a manager what's your responsibility maybe it is during high periods of of stress or change that you increase the number of one-on-ones or you're just checking in with people instead of once a week it could be informally going up to their desk and saying so um janet how things are going today how are you feeling simple as that yeah and i think a high level of self-awareness is a number one skill Mm. that 
you know, that I would really develop in my team because when you understand how you are feeling, you have a definition around your emotions and what's coming up, then you can actually place it somewhere. You can actually do something with it. I love that, giving it a name. So it's not just I feel crap. Mm. It's about actually I'm feeling frustrated. Oh, okay. So once you can name it, then you can start to build some strategies around dealing with it. And then shift it. Mm. So the next indicator, Jen, is that a resilient team self-regulates their temperament and is supportive and encouraging. And this element of supportiveness and encouraging, like, don't undermine it. You know, like you could have a team of brilliant technicians. However, if they're not supporting and encouraging each other, it sets up a culture of opposition and competitiveness and I suppose, you know, like being guarded about sharing information and especially with large organizations, you are going to be so much more effective when you have that connectivity, Mm. when people are sharing information rapidly Mm. and easily. So, okay, how do you become self-regulating? One of the great tools, and it's a very easy tool, is self-reflection. If there's lots of... um, lots of change going on in the organization just get a feeling you know follow your instincts that the, you know the stress levels are going up just reflect each day on yourself so what are my stress levels like out of 10 today 1 to 10 and you could do that as a team do a quick whip around what are our stress levels of a, you know individuals within the team that's how some that. teams actually do start yeah. they do a bit of a check in and that's yeah. what it's called you know let's just do a check in and the the person could say give me a, a, a rating from one to ten because once you again Michelle what you've done Define. is defined yeah. it even more so so you know people who are nines and tens because they might say yeah it's a bit challenging however if they've given it a nine and a ten that's a bit of a red flag so mm. it's important to be really clear and try and dig a little bit in a way that allows people to share yeah or you could even use you know the um, uh, red amber green Mm. scenario yeah so this self-regulating so a team self-regulates itself so for example they have agreed how how are we going to check in how are we going to hold people to account so people are familiar with the lsi and the constructive behaviors so constructive behaviors are a blue color the oppositional defensive are red and the defensive defensive are green color so if someone is being oppositional they're being you know and you can see that they're stressed however they're talking over one another or they're being taking, a bit domineering yeah taking control someone in the team might say i'm observing a lot of red in this meeting let's start shifting it to blue so again you've agreed that that's how we're going to keep people in check another way that as a family members that that's what we've done is we have a word so when the children were quite small and we were perhaps i don't know i was starting to shout or you know birding my husband was starting to get a bit you know um stressed we would have one word that we've already agreed that kind of just <laughs> shows that are you okay and it was something like radio Hmm. And so there, there, there is no charge to that word, hmm. but we know, we've agreed that when we say that word, that's when we have to stop and check in with each other. Great, great strategy. So another characteristic of a resilient team is that they take steps to work on their well-being, but more importantly, they take active steps to work on their well-being. So what does it mean to take active steps for a team to work on their well-being? Put, it, put it on the agenda. Right. And, and put it on the agenda first item Mm -hmm. Uh, so some of the examples I've seen with 
managers or leaders, they every second week when they do have a a team session, he'll put on a short TED talk. He'll put some food in the middle of the table. He started off putting cookies, but we convinced him to put a little bit more of array of, um, you know, like fruit, nuts, cheese, etc. It doesn't have to be a lot, but just something that shows that I care about your well-being. We're going to do a TED Talk and then they discuss it. So when people are being talked at, they can become defensive, but when they're actually learning about something, then they can discuss it in their own environment. Yeah, and, and some of the other active ways I've seen teams do this is they have many challenges. So how many steps do we did we do individually and as a team this week? So do you remember that team we did years ago? I think it was a Lend-Lease, and we were doing well-being as part of their leadership program, and one team took on board that they handed out pedometers to every single member, and then they tracked it. Yeah, it was um, great. Yeah, so how many steps, but they actually tracked it as if they were uh, walking around the globe. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That around was great. The globe. And the other thing that you can do is ensure that, you know, everybody's got their water bottle and they're topping it up or they're getting up from their desk. You might have a timer in your area and it goes off every 10 minutes yeah. and every 10 minutes everybody gets up. And, and as a leader... That's sort of fun thing. I know, but as a leader, you don't have to do it all. No. You know, people can... You know, you can nominate or ask if anyone wants to take this on. Delegate. Yeah, delegate. But but ask people because some people, that's their passion. Mm. And then, you know, as a team, it could be something that they, they take on. Uh, another example that I had was um, someone invited or they actually went to Beyond Blue and they had someone talk about, you know, mental uh, resilience from Beyond Blue and had really good strategies and they started to investigate how they could bring those into into the team so there's lots of ways that you can actively work on your well-being another way that you can see if you've got a resilient team is that they have shared values and purpose and values are something that you hold as important and a purpose is clarity about what you do for whom and why you do it and when we are clear about our values then we know whether or not a lot of our time and energy is doing things that are actually not aligned to our values and to be effective you want to be doing work that is aligned to your values what a great exercise janet at a team meeting just to go around the table and get people to list their top three values and why oh and i'm sure most people won't be able to list their top three values but but But, you could give them a little overview of what you know a value we have that we have that on our website as well as a a values card sort so Mm. just to give again people that definition about what a value Mm. possibly could be Mm. and also what are those top questions that you can ask to see where your values are Mm. and you know have knowing and understanding your team purpose is extremely important and that's why it's part of our high performing team assessment knowing what the goal of the team is what is the purpose of this team why does this team exist and having shared values if you're a leader and you're having performance conversations it is a really good way of bringing that shared values into the conversation as far as so some organizations or teams have that Uh, value of being courageous and so part of that is you know I want to commend you on being courageous uh, bringing up in the meeting that you were concerned about how some people were treating each other so you can always bring values back into a conversation and just keep it alive in the culture terrific
So they were the characteristics of a resilient team. We also have the indicator on our website. Really encourage you to download it and use it and contact us if you want some more ideas about how to use it. Nice talking to you, Jan. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to the People Leaders Podcast with Michelle and Jan Turkelson. For show notes and other free resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. Do you know someone else who could benefit from cutting-edge leadership and management techniques? Please take a moment to share this and other episodes via your podcast app, email, or social media channels. Each share helps us fulfill our goals of reducing workplace stress and increasing job satisfaction for leaders, managers, and their teams worldwide. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.